Welcome to the Athens Frontline, a podcast presented by the Red and Black that covers topics in health and science. I'm your host, Alondra Rocha, and we're on a mission to answer pressing questions to inform listeners about important health topics, tips, and news at a local and national level. Support for this podcast is provided by the Cox Institute for Journalism, Innovation, Management, and Leadership. For more information, visit grady.uga.edu slash Cox Institute. For this episode, we're sitting down with Missy Jackson, who has served as the Director of Nursing at the University Health Center at UGA for the last two years. Before her leadership role, she was at the UHC for eight years and a nurse for a total of 24 years. Today, we're sitting down to talk about the flu, an early spike in the season, and how to better protect yourself. So today I'm here with Missy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, We are going to be talking about the flu uh, season, flu shot, um, why it's getting bad uh, this year. Uh, So I guess I'm going to ask you a little bit about um, just the prevalence of flu right now. Like what is going on with the flu, uh, with the flu season, um, and how can you know we be more cautious of you know going forward. So currently in Georgia, we are at an extremely high rate of flu. Flu numbers are higher than they've been in the past five years. Traditionally, um, the Georgia Department of Public Health has a dashboard about flu that you can go to and look at the number of flu cases. Um, As of the end of October, um, the prevalence of flu-like illness Um, office visits in the state of Georgia was about 8% of all primary care visits. The past four to five years, it's only been around two to 4% at this time of the year. Um, So we're seeing flu a lot earlier and we're seeing a lot higher numbers. Um, If they rate flu cases as low, moderate, high, they have a scale of zero to 13. We are currently at 12. Um, So it's very high in the state of Georgia. Okay. On campus, we are seeing earlier flu number, higher numbers of flu earlier than we traditionally have. If you look at the numbers back in 2018, at this point in the year, we are seeing about 10 times the number of cases per week that we saw in the same week in 2018, and about three times higher than we saw this time last year. And when I look at a map, it seems like the flu is uh, starts in the south, and it's it's hitting the south a lot right now. Um, do we know why that happens? Um, so the flu thrives in warmer climates. Okay. So we see it, and it typically starts in the south, but then as people start gathering for holidays, it will spread up the east coast. Okay. And but we've never seen it this bad starting in the south before. Um, I don't know about years and years ago, but mm-hmm. in the past five years, this has been the, the earliest we've seen it. Okay. And do we know why uh, the flu shots particular? Uh, sorry, the flu season is particularly bad this year? So we have some theories. 
One is that a lot of people are vaccined fatigued, is what we're calling it. Mm. We've really, for the past couple of years, been pushing the COVID vaccine. So fewer people are getting the flu vaccine because they're just vaccined out. They just don't um, necessarily um, want to take the time to get it. They feel like, well, I've gotten my COVID shot. Um, so we think that is one one particular reason. Another reason is that people have been wearing masks for two years. So we have suddenly are taking our mask off more, and so we're exposed to more. Our flu numbers during those two years of peak COVID were really low. Okay. So can you speak a little bit more about vaccine hesitancy um, and how that happened after the COVID um, pandemic and you know why people may be hesitant to get the, the flu vaccine? I mean, I, I can't really speak to what people are thinking. I do think that people are vaccine you know, they, they, we've so pushed the COVID vaccine that a lot of people um, may feel hesitant to get another vaccine on top of that. Mm, okay. And because the flu hasn't been as prevalent the past couple of years, it's not in their mind, hey, you know, I know all these people who've had the flu, maybe I should get my flu shot this year. Okay. Um, or they haven't had the flu for a couple of years. Uh, so they think, oh, I don't need a shot. But I, I don't. I don't have any data to back that up. And what would you say to people who are on the fence about getting the flu shot this year? You know, they, I haven't gotten the flu the past couple of years, the past five years. What do you say um, to, to those people who are on the fence? Well, we know that getting the flu vaccine is very effective. Some people will still get the flu, even if they've gotten the flu shot, but their symptoms will be a lot milder. Um, getting the flu shot is, there are no significant harm to getting it um, and it does help you and stay healthy and while the health the flu the consequences of flu in someone young is pretty minimal it is much different for someone who has chronic health conditions or is older or is younger um, like little children um, and so getting the flu vaccine helps to protect those people and protect you you know if you get the flu this year the flu that we're seeing this year a lot of kids are missing um, five, six days of school, um, missing five, six days of work. Um, younger children are being hospitalized at a higher rate than we've seen in the past few years for flu. Um, and so a lot of college students are impacted by missing class. Um, it's getting time to go home and see family. You want to protect your grandmother um, or some of your other family members from getting the flu. So getting a flu shot helps you, but it also helps your family and the community. Okay. And what if I'm more concerned about the flu shot? Because maybe I've heard that, you know, it has a live virus in it or um, I don't I don't want to get sick um, from the flu shot. So, you know, what, what how do you address those concerns? Yeah. So that's a common myth with people that the flu shot can give you the flu. Okay. It's actually not a live virus. Um, and so it is not there. It is not possible for it to give you the flu. But what happens oftentimes is people wait until kind of into the flu season when they've heard, oh, my roommate got the flu, so let me run and get a flu shot. Well, the flu shot takes about two weeks to build that immunity. So some people, if they get if they get the flu within that two weeks, they think, oh, it was the shot that gave me the flu. Not actually, I was exposed to the flu and my shot just hasn't had enough time to develop my immunity. Mm. And so what do you say to the, to the people who have who got the flu shot, 
three weeks later, got the flu, and then never got the flu shot again. Um, what do you say to those people? Wow, you just had a strike of bad luck. <laughs> um, so, again, it takes two weeks to, to work. Yeah. Um, but if you get the flu after having the flu shot, your symptoms are going to be a lot milder. Um, and you are going to miss less work, less class, less social activities, because it's going to be a shorter duration of symptoms. Yeah. Um, I actually did get the, f- the flu shot um, early, uh, pretty early in the season. And then three weeks later, I got the flu. But I only had body aches for like a day or two. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was and, not bad. And so that, that's good, because you had very short-lived symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. Had you not had the flu shot, you likely could have had symptoms for five to seven days. Yeah. Yeah, which I was glad I got the flu shot, but not so glad I got the flu. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, okay, so what are some ways that, um, you know, either aside from taking the, the flu shot, what are some ways that students can stay uh, safe and healthy on campus? Yeah. So you want to, first of all, just take really good care of yourself, getting good night's sleep, eating well, um, but washing your hands. I cannot stress the importance of washing your hands during flu season. You know, when you go to the gas station, have a little thing of hand sanitizer in your car. You know, put it on when you get back in the car. Um, every time you come inside from being out and about your day, wash your hands. If you're sick, stay home. You know, stay away from people so you're not spreading it. Um, and if someone's sick, try to stay away from them. The other thing that we um, want to make sure we're doing is not coughing or sneezing in our hands. And then touching things, like you don't want to touch a doorknob after you have coughed in your hand. You want to cough in your elbow. And if you're sick and you need to go out, wear a mask. Um, We traditionally haven't recommended that in the past, but we know the the benefits of mask wearing after COVID. Um, We saw how many people, how few people got the flu during those years, those couple of years. And um, we know that masks contributed to that decrease in numbers so you know if you have to go somewhere when you're ill wear a mask and if you're immunocompromised and the flu could be dangerous to you wear a mask I do want to talk a little bit about immunocompromised folks Mm -hmm. and um, the vaccine is because they they cautioned against um, immunocompromised folks against uh, some maybe to talk to their doctors about getting the COVID vaccine is that the same case with the flu shot So the only contraindications to getting a flu shot are, one, if you're allergic to any components of the flu vaccine, with the exception of eggs, if you're allergic to eggs, there is a special flu vaccine that is egg-free that you can get. Okay. Um, We do offer that here at the health center. It's called FluBlock. If you have ever had a history of Guillain-Barre, which is true with any vaccine, you should always consult with your uh, provider before you get the flu vaccine. Um, And then, um, but as far as immunocompromised folks specifically, they are almost always recommended to get a flu vaccine. Okay, that's good to know. And um, what about, so speaking about uh, different kinds of vaccines that um, are offered here, Mm -hmm. um, I've been hearing a lot more about the uh, the nasal flu shot. is, is that comparable to the other shots, or how does that work? Um, it's, so it's administered as a nasal spray, typically used for children more okay. than adults. Um, efficacy-wise, cannot give you specific numbers, but my understanding is it's a little bit less effective than the actual flu shot for the adult. 
Okay, but those are mostly for kids. Okay. Um, and is there anything else that you think is important for our listeners to know? Um, you know, going into this flu season, we're not even at the peak of it yet. Right, right. So I think, you know, it, again, super important to protect yourself, getting a lot of rest. I know that's a hard thing for college students. Um, eating healthy, um, washing your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Um, getting a flu shot. You can walk into the health center Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, go to our pharmacy, get your flu shot without an appointment. If you prefer an appointment and not want to wait, you can schedule that on your patient portal in one of our primary care clinics. We did offer some big flu events in um, earlier in the fall, in September and October. Um, we don't have any more scheduled of those, but you can walk in here anytime. And you can also get your flu shot at local retail pharmacies, um, CVS, uh, Walgreens offer flea shots as well, as well as the health department. One thing to keep in mind if you're a student and you're uninsured or your insurance doesn't cover a flea vaccine, you can get that free of charge here at the health center. Okay, so even students without insurance mm-hmm. or students that you know don't cover that, they can right. get it for free here. Yeah, no, at out, no out-of-pocket costs for students oh, okay. who um, do not have uh, coverage for flea vaccine. We will provide that for them. Uh, faculty and staff can also obtain a flu vaccine here either in our pharmacy or they can call the health center um, and get an appointment in our allergy travel clinic. Okay. Um, Well, I really appreciate your time today. Um, Thank you so much for joining us and I hope to have you soon again. Absolutely. Good luck. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Athens Frontline Podcast, presented by The Red and Black. Make sure you tune back in next month. In the meantime, check our health stories out at redandblack.com slash health. Then check us out on social media at Red and Black. Stay safe and healthy. This is Alondra.